0: To me, like the lifestyle I like to live is very flexible, very spontaneous. I like to wake up every day and be like, "What? wonder what today's going to be like. I'm not a routine-driven person. So all of those things together just led me to within two weeks of being in this job, knowing that there's no way I was going to be here for very long. And I just started Googling, how do I escape the nine-to-five? How do I make money online? How do I work from home?
1: This week's episode is sponsored by Shehub.tv. Log on to www.shehub.tv for engaging content dedicated to women. Also check out their quarterly magazine available in print and both app stores. Shehub TV for the fearless female. You are listening to Choosing Her Hustle with your host, Letitia Francis. This is a podcast for Black women looking to turn their side hustles full-time. Each week, I'm going to bring you interviews from women who have successfully transitioned from side hustler to full-time entrepreneur. They will be sharing their journeys, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the lessons learned along the way in hopes to inspire you to choose your hustle. Let's get this conversation started. Hello and welcome back to She's in her hustle this week is really exciting for me particularly. I started my business because I wanted the opportunity to world school my children which meant that I wanted to travel and this guest this week is that is what she has been doing for the last three years so why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and we can get the conversation started.
0: Yeah absolutely hello everyone my name is Chanel Morales Um, I am an online business coach specializing in helping women to launch online businesses and I spent the last three years pre- 2020 traveling the world with my now 12 year old daughter. We've been back in the UK for about 18 months, but we're just about to leave again in a couple of weeks. Now everything's sort of settled down a bit. So super excited about that. And yeah, that's pretty much my, my intro. That's
1: great. We are so excited to have you here. So then I was doing my research about you. I read on your Facebook page that you had come to a decision that the nine to five life was not for you building someone else's dreams while you were just paying your bills. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was a single mom from the age of 19. I had my daughter at 19. I was single very shortly after she was born. And so I didn't actually go into a full-time nine-to-five until I was 25. I went back to university. I did my degree after my daughter was born. So I was 25 before I did my first nine-to-five job. And I tell you what, it was such a shock to the system. I think all my friends who'd been working from school from 18 or 20... They kind of went straight from education, being there every day to then going into a job every day, just slightly longer days. Whereas I had been a stay at home mom for like a year, then worked part time, then been a student, which is very chill, Uh, depending on what degree you do. My degree was like two days a week. So I was like, you know, I was just used to having my own time. I was used to having my days to myself and freedom and I could do what I wanted and work into my own schedule. So then having someone tell me, you've got to sit in this office every day from 9am to 5pm. I was just like, this is just not fun. Like, I don't understand how anyone is doing this. Like, how are you living with this? And I, I think The thing was, the office itself was very boring. The people were not very fun or interesting. They were all very stressed and depressed. And I just looked around and I just thought, there is no chance I'm sitting in here for any longer than I need to, any longer than humanly possible. I'd be looking at the clock and it looked like the clock, hands were moving in slow motion. I'd be like counting the minutes, counting the seconds till I could leave. And I just thought, this is not a life for anyone. so that was my first the first motivating factor but then also my daughter didn't do very well being in the before school club the after school club you know she started her behavior started playing up at school because she was just missing missing having me around we hardly seeing each other and then just the life stuff like how do you go to the doctors? How do you, if your kid's sick, how do you pick them up? How do you get to watch the school plays? How do you find time to have relationships? How do you find time to see your friends or enjoy yourself? How do you survive with only 23 holidays, holiday a year? Like I want Mondays off after my weekend, almost every weekend. Cause I go, I go party in and I'm like, I want Monday off and that's all your Mondays gone. That's your, all your holiday for the year booked out just on that. So To me, like the lifestyle I like to live is very flexible, very spontaneous. I like to wake up every day and be like, what, wonder what today's going to be like. I'm not a routine driven person. So, all of those things together just led me to within two weeks of being in this job, knowing that there's no way I was going to be here for very long. And I just started Googling, how do I escape the nine to five? How do I make money online? How do I work from home? And that's when I went down this rabbit hole of like scams and, you know, all the affiliate marketing, network marketing, MLMs, all that. Not, not that those are scams because network marketing and affiliate marketing are you know, legit businesses, but they weren't what I was looking for. I wanted something. I just wanted someone to tell me what I could do with my skills and create a real business. And so, yeah, that is, that is where it all began for me.
1: I was sitting here smiling when you said two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Because it takes some of us 20 years to realize, you know what, I'm tired of this cycle. I'm a really
0: impatient person. I'm really, really impatient. As soon as I get something in my head, I'm like, no, no, got to do it. Got to do it now, now, right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I admire that because you know what you want. And that for some people it's hard to act on right and I know you said you're a business coach so you know that people really do have struggles getting out of their own way because they're like committed to a narrative so once you decided you know what this is for the birds and you started looking things up online what did you decide to get started with and how did that work out for you
0: yeah so just to comment on what you said about uh, the narrative that a lot of people have I think I've always been kind of a uh out of the box person I was always kind of quirky when I was a teenager I had all the funky clothes I've always kind of wanted to do things differently and I haven't been afraid to do things differently which I think really really helped me in this process I just looked around me and said this isn't fun life should be fun I'm not enjoying this so I'm not going to be here any longer than I really like need to and so I think that's one thing that a lot of people are are trapped in this belief system of what's right what their parents did what they think they should do what society tells them to do and all of these things lead people to be miserable for much longer than they really need to and also leads them to be terrified of the idea of changing their situation because what will people say we don't know how that will end up like actually you could just try it and if it doesn't work you can always go back to the boring job like the boring job isn't going anywhere right (laughs) like it's not going anywhere you can start your business on the side you can do it you you could quit your job if you wanted to because I'm sure you know you would be able to get it again if you needed to or something similar so I think that's just yeah one thing I wanted to comment on so I started searching researching as I said found all these dodgy Uh, you know, funnels where they say, yeah, watch this video. And then it takes you down some weird rabbit hole. And you're like, what happened? I don't know how I've learned anything. And then eventually I was actually working in uh, marketing at the time. And one of my friends had a marketing agency and she said, do you want to just do some freelance work for me in social media management? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I do social media. That's my, that's my job. So I literally just started doing my job as a freelancer. That was how I first got into online business. And it was at that point that I, um, was able to then, um, I actually got made redundant after nine months in my job. Um, and I skipped out of the door. Like I literally, he felt so guilty. He was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I think cause he thought, cause you know, I'm a single mom and everything. He probably felt really bad. And I was like, no, honestly, it's fine. <laughs> cause I got two months pay, which I was over the moon about. Um, cause I hadn't been there so long, but I got two months pay and I was like, yeah, so the next two months I can just focus on my business. I'm still getting paid. This is like the perfect thing. I was actually, I had actually written my resignation letter the day before and not given it to him. And then he gave me the redundancy the following day. I was like, that is just perfect timing. So I was absolutely over the moon. And it was at that point where I was sat working in my, in my house, um, in, it was winter, just, it was like November time. And I was sat in my house working in the day and having the heating on all day, super expensive to heat your house if you're working from home all day. And um, yeah, realizing why am I sat in this cold house when I'm doing online work? I could literally be on a beach and nobody would care. Like my clients wouldn't care. I'm still doing the work. And that was when I had that light bulb moment of, I do not need to be in this country to do what I'm doing now and make money. I love that. And I
1: find it interesting that you said you were You started your business doing what you were doing anyway. A lot of people use that barrier. I don't know what I could be doing. I don't, you know, I've only worked in an office. So what can I do to make money online? Hey, you're making someone else money. You know, you're working for someone making someone money. You can use those skills. Even if you don't like what you're doing, it's transferable. And you can make it work for yourself until you find something
0: else. So 100%. And that was exactly what it was for me. Because when I started out as a freelance, so I realized that wasn't really you know my perfect business I'm not super detail orientated orientated I'm not into the you know writing all day and I'm not very good at that kind of stuff I'm more like a visionary like have ideas I'm creative like in that way so it wasn't the perfect business for me but that's exactly what I teach in terms of like there are so many skills that you already have that can start making your money and then once you get into the business world and you get on this journey you start to recognize what else is going on Um, you can then be like actually I've worked with somebody who does this and that looks really fun and I'd rather do this or I'd rather do that until you start until you get into that world you are not going to learn anything you're just going to be sat in your same circumstances with nothing changing so you have to just take that take that step take that jump
1: absolutely Uh, I'm very transparent with my audience. I started off as life coaching. I was working in business development and commercial insurance for 14 years, hated every second of it, but I'm very analytical. So while I was doing well with life coaching, I wasn't filling me up all the way because I wasn't necessarily working in my zone of genius. And once I was able to use the analytical part of me and incorporated in my business into my coaching. That's where my business took off, but it was taking that first step, letting the momentum build, giving myself time to reflect on really what works for me and being courageous enough to evolve because people get started, they realize they don't like it. They become prisoners to the business sometimes because they don't have the courage to transition, to pivot. And that's what life's all about. Like you're not going to figure it out the first time, but just the willingness to be open to just sometimes just go with the flow. Right. (laughs) So you said, I'm tired of heating my house. I want to go sit on the beach. What yep. happened next? Like what happened next? And where have you traveled? Like this is the part I'm excited about.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. This was the this was the crazy story. So I made this decision that I wanted to travel the world and I created a vision board. And I stuck pictures on this vision board of like the beach, laptop, my daughter being world schooled, 10K months, all this stuff I was envisioning for my business. And um, I gave myself a five-year plan. I said, okay, from today, five years from now, this is going to be possible. I'm a single mom. I'm in debt. I have no savings. I have no, a very, very new business with the, you know, very small income. I was still on, um uh what's it called uh tax credit as well at the time so it was still being topped up by the government um so it just didn't seem possible it seemed unrealistic and this is something that so many people believe about so many things it's unrealistic it's never going to happen it's going to take years it's going to take loads of money but I put this out to the universe I created this vision board and I was like okay this is what I want And then things just started to happen. So I started to talk about it as if it was definitely happening. And I started to tell people that I wanted to do this. And then people were like, oh, have you heard of Workaway? Have you heard of house-sitting? Have you heard of Woofing? Have you heard of this? And I was like, no. And then I would Google it and be like, oh, so you can actually stay for free in parts of the world. You can live in someone's house for free and they feed you. You just have to help them out with work in the house for a few hours a day. Oh, you can house-sit for someone who's going on holiday, look after their dog or cat. And you live in their house for free. And then I discovered like the Skyscanner flight hack that I have on my YouTube channel, which is like you search to everywhere instead of a specific, um, instead of searching a specific airport to a certain airport and a date to a date, you just say UK to everywhere, anytime. And it shows you the cheapest places you can fly, the cheapest day. And I found flights to the US for 150 pounds each. I found flights to Mallorca, found flights to Italy for 10 pounds each. And so I basically discovered that I didn't need the money that I thought I needed to make it happen. So the very first trip we took, we took a 15 pound flight to Mallorca. We landed in Mallorca and we did a work away for six weeks with a family where we stayed with them for free and they fed us for six weeks. And that was our first trip. So I didn't actually need any money, like other than Buying, you know, the odd extra snack, going on the little day trip, going out for to the beach and having lunch or whatever. We didn't need the money to make it happen. So I came back from there. I'd given up my house. I'd sold all my stuff, given up my council house, which some of my family were like, I can't believe you've given up your council house. You know, getting one is very difficult in the UK. So to give one up is like a big deal. And, and a lot of people were like, you know, worried about me for that. Um, and then I came back for my grandma's 70th birthday and then we left the UK and flew to the US. That was the first day we left completely, you know, left everything behind. I had 300 pounds in my bank account the day we left. That was all the money I had to my name. We flew to Boston. We landed in Boston. We had three nights booked in an Airbnb there. And then we had a flight leaving from LA, which is the opposite side of the country, two months later and I had nothing in between i built a network through social media groups. So there's groups like single mom travel groups, world schooling groups. And I posted out there saying, hey, I'm a single mom. I'm going to be traveling the world with my daughter. Shared some nice pictures of us. You know, would anyone like to meet up or is anyone um, willing to host us? And I had so many messages from other moms, especially other single moms and other women and other families in general saying, you can come and stay with us for free. The Americans are so hospitable. Uh, they've all got, the big houses as well. So they've all got like a big spare room with an ensuite bathroom. And we literally traveled across the US for two months. We did some Airbnb, especially on the East Coast, because it's a a lot more heavily populated on the East Coast. There wasn't as many people with big houses, but we did Boston, New York, um, Washington, Philadelphia, all through Airbnb. And then after we left uh, Washington and headed South and uh, along the South, Atlanta, Florida, Texas, LA, we stayed with families for free in all of those places um and made amazing friends um and yeah that was the beginning of our of our journey
1: I loved what you said like you found your people right one of the things that's important in business is finding your tribe and getting really clear. You were specific. I'm a single mother. And those who could relate to you reached out to you and it created this journey for you. That was amazing. So I love that. So you've traveled across the States. You're building your business as you go. Yeah. What what was the biggest struggle for you? Building your business on the road, you know, learning as you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the journey across the US was definitely um, a lot harder than I expected it to be in terms of the balance. So when I first, I'm not a planner. I don't like research anything. I just go. (laughs) And then so I didn't know about slow travel, which is what most world schoolers and long term travelers do. They do slow travel. They do two months in one place, three months in one place. So I did three days in Boston, three days in New York, three days in Washington, three days in Philadelphia. I'm telling you, I was so exhausted by the time I got to Atlanta, where we were staying for like a month, uh, sorry, two weeks um, that I was just like ready to collapse (laughs) by the time I got there. So definitely the the fast travel was a big challenge at the time I was very new to the ho- home ed education world so I didn't really know so much about how relaxed you can actually be with home education you don't need to be doing all the books and you don't need to be doing all the you know she's so wise just from her experiences of traveling um and we, we're not we're not following the curriculum so we don't need to have her ticking these specific boxes but at the beginning I was still learning about that. I was also freelancing still at that point. So at that point, I was still trying to get people to um, become clients of mine. So I was doing my own marketing, but then I was doing the social media marketing for my clients, which is so time consuming doing both. Your head is just constantly trying to churn out content. You're supposed to constantly have ideas. And it's really hard to be in that creative space when you're tired and traveling and just wanting to enjoy a new place and you having to sit there at your laptop. So I think that first bit of the journey definitely was quite stressful. And then when I reached Texas, I stayed with this amazing uh, single mom. And um, I remember just getting there and having almost this like this moment of like something needs to change, something massive needs to change. And I put out to the universe that when I get to Hawaii, which was our final stop in the US, I'm going to take uh, some time off from social media, I'm gonna have some social media downtime. So I'm gonna put that out to the universe. The day we landed in Hawaii, we went to the beach. I took a photo of my daughter, and she was like just in the sea. And my hand, my phone slipped out of my hand, and my phone dropped into the sea. So the universe provides <laughs> every single time. And so for the whole time I was in Hawaii, I had no phone, and I had to completely disconnect from the constant barrage of social media obviously I still did my client work from my laptop, but I wasn't constantly in that world of Facebook. And I realized how much it was bringing anxiety into my life and overwhelming me, that constant notification, notification, notification. And even now, I have to sometimes, you know, remove Facebook from my phone just for a, a a bit of time, because I don't think we realize how much of an impact it actually has on our nervous system and how it's actually impacting our ability to make decisions. And it's so, so, so stressful, um, constantly having to be answering notifications, replying to people and etc. So that was sort of a turning point for me in Hawaii. And that downtime made me realize that I needed to change something in my business. And that was when I decided to launch my marketing agency. So I actually then went on to take on six other people as freelancers who then did the work. I just acted as the sort of front face uh, sales marketing person for the actual business. Um, And um, we had that business running for about 18 months. Um, And I had, you know, clients paying really high retainers every month. Which meant that we could do better work for them. We could offer the ads. We could offer the blogs. We could offer all different elements of it. Um, And so that's kind of where that that began was was with that turning point. I
1: love how you have evolved your business around what was going on. And I loved how you said, you know, the universe provides. You have to be careful what you put out there, but you have to be specific. And if you ask, (laughs) you ask, you will you will receive. But it's about also taking. The initiative taking that first step to move yourself forward so what are you doing now um you know you you traveled you built your business as you traveled you started a marketing agency and now you're an online business coach what does that look like and who are you helping
0: yeah absolutely so whilst I was traveling this first journey um I was posting I had a blog at the time so I had a blog I was sharing like my journey and I was posting in a lot of the single mom travel groups the world's calling groups about our travels and I'd mentioned that I had no savings I'd mentioned that I had no real money and that people were like how the hell are you doing this how are you a single mom traveling the world by yourself uh with no savings um And so I thought about it, I sat down, I thought, how am I doing this? Okay, if I was going to start all over again, knowing what I know now, knowing about what I know now about business, about the different types of business models that you can do traveling the world, um, what would I do? And I literally sat down, I wrote out a 12-step process um, of exactly what steps I would take. So things like mindset, number one, because when I started with my business, I didn't know anything about mindset. I thought I just needed to know, how to do the things, I didn't realize that actually all my underlying beliefs and issues were going to come to the surface and all of that stuff was going to block me. So mindset is number one. Then teaching people like the different types of businesses and how to figure out which business would be right for them based on their personality, their background, their experience, because not everyone should be a coach, not everyone should be a VA, not everyone should create an online course. It's different things for each person. And then going to things like market research, how to figure out if your ideas. Actually, viable, how to uh, make a business plan, how to do the branding, then social media content, lead generation, sales, and all that kind of important stuff as well. So, I sat on mapped it out as a process. And then I started working with somebody who I already knew as a friend and just sort of testing. You know, I didn't really know what coaching was, I didn't really know what a coach should do. So, I just kind of tested it out and it worked. She set up a VA business, she started getting clients. So I was like, okay, I can do this. And I started doing it one to one with other people. And then I launched my first group program and it's just grown from there. My first group program was 2019. Um, so I've been doing this for a few years now. I've had, I've got over 400 women in my group programs and coaching programs through in, in my, in my, um you know, my main group that is my client group, isn't it? Over 400 women now in that time. Um, so yeah, I, I basically help women who are working currently in a nine to five or they're a stay at home mom. Um, And they want to travel or have financial freedom. And I take them through a process that helps them to figure out exactly what they could do. I don't tell them what to do. It's not a copy and paste business. Every single business is completely unique. And it's things like coaching, online courses, membership sites, marketing, social media, virtual assistant, consultancy, anything service-based that can be done online from anywhere in the world uh, is basically what I help them to create.
1: I love that. I, one of the things that stood out was the mindset piece. And I want to dig into that a little deeper. I, my tagline because I walked away from my 14 year career um, last March, I spent um, just under a year focusing on helping women move out of that toxic nine to five, um, which is an extension. This is an extension of what I was doing before. I now focus on helping coaches, um, build a solid foundation to their business. But one of the things that I say to everyone, it's about getting your mind right. It doesn't matter how much strategy you have, you can have strategy upon strategy. If your mindset is not aligned with success, you will struggle to see the success that you want to see in your business. And one of the things I think is particularly important as Black women, I think our narrative around money is incredibly toxic. And I know for myself, that was one of the biggest things that I had to work on. Um, I was raised in a home. My mom wasn't a single mom, but she did everything she could to make her dollar stretch. I, I was b- born in Bermuda. So everything she could to make her dollar stretch, she used to buy a 50 pound sack of potato, potatoes and a case of chicken. And I'm telling you, we had chicken and potatoes every night because she didn't want to use her money frivolously. So when I started my business, that's what I was raised on. And I was very proud of my chicken and potato behavior, right? (laughs) But when I started my business, that chicken and potato mindset really hindered me. So can you talk to me about, you know, the mindset shifts we have to make as entrepreneurs, because that is so important. And it's not just about the money mindset, but it encompasses a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I love that chicken and potato mindset. I might have to steal that. <laughs> it doesn't it make as much sense because it's not my story, but I absolutely love the way you said that. And one of the stories I always tell is, um, so I was raised by a single mom and she was also raised by a single mom. Um, and you know, my, my family did okay. They, they both worked, they both owned their own homes. My grandma and my mom, you know, even though they were, they were single, they did, they did, you know, did well for themselves. Um, But there was always this uh, sort of the immigrant mentality as well of like, don't waste anything, save everything, you know, don't throw anything away. And I find myself doing it with food. I will save like the tiniest portion of food, like a little bit of rice in a pot just because I can't bear to chuck it in the bin. It's like you're not probably going to eat that tiny bit of rice. (laughs) Let's be honest, just chuck it away. And then, you know, every time I went out for a meal with my mum as a kid, I would always only be allowed one drink. And I took that into my adult life. Like if I ever went to a restaurant, I'd order one drink and I'd make that drink stretch for the whole meal. Even though like I could afford more than one drink at a lot of points in my life, there was like this mindset of you have to make things last and, I definitely think that, you know, that impacts on our ability to invest in ourselves, number one, um, because there's a massive fear of spending money on something that isn't, you know, there's like certain things it's OK to buy. You can buy a car, you can you can buy education for your children, but a coach for yourself or a course for yourself. No, that's just a completely ridiculous expense. It sounds like it's probably a scam. In fact, it's probably not even a legit, uh, you know, so that, that there's that element. Then there's also the confidence element. So I think a lot of women are brought up to be quiet, be nice, not rock the boat, not speak out of turn. Um, and uh, there's a lot of women who have real confidence issues. And there's a lot of underlying beliefs. They're not good enough. Um, you know, they they shouldn't, they're not qualified enough. They shouldn't be, speak, how, who are they to speak on this subject? Who are they to ask anyone for money so yeah it goes way deeper than just the money mindset it's all these inbuilt beliefs that you're only good enough if someone else tells you you're good enough I'm only qualified if I've got a certificate a piece of paper and this is a massive thing that I'm always trying to reinforce when women join my program yeah if you want to be a if you want to be a fitness coach because you've spent the last ten years in the gym training, and you know just as much as the personal trainers in the gym, and you've lost the weight, or you've built your bum, or whatever it is you want to do, you don't need to go and get a piece of paper for someone to tell you that you know that. You know that information, and I think we're so conditioned from the education system and through work life <laughs> to be, you know, be told when we are good, and if we're not given that that tick, that a that piece of paper, we're not good enough. And we need to strip that back and actually reconnect with who we actually are as a person. And that person knows a lot of stuff already. And you are good enough and you are, you know, you know enough and you know more than someone about something. Every single one of you knows more than someone about something, which means you can teach someone something just because you don't know everything. yet, You know, when I first started, I didn't know everything about business. I still don't know everything about business. I know a lot. More than most people, but there's people out there who know a lot more than me. And you've just got to, you know, you've just got to start, and then you'll become the expert. You you become the expert by moving into that world and focusing your energy on that thing, and you gradually just learn more and more.
1: Absolutely. You said so many things that I, if I touched on them, this will end up being a very long show. But the, particularly <laughs> the part about education, right? Like yeah. that's one of the reasons why. I have decided to keep my children out of the educational system. I think the conditioning starts there. And a lot right. of us spend 20 years trying to recondition the conditionings that happen within the educational system. I hope to explore that further in this season. But you said so much, you've you've really Given us things to think about because this is it's bigger than just saying we're going to get started it's being willing to take that first step and let things happen at January 1st I read this book called The Alchemist have you read it
0: yeah yeah I read it way back years ago yes
1: it's amazing book listeners if you have not read it please read it but it talks about really, every time this man took a step towards his dreams, things happened for him. And that's the same in business. I I credit The Alchemist to how this podcast has transpired. I told you it's happened in less than two weeks. I took a step and things have just snowballed. And that's what I want our, our listeners to understand. It's about just taking that step it doesn't you don't have to know you said you're not a planner you don't plan anything right so
0: I hate planning. so boring just do it see what happens you'll figure just, out every time you make a mistake you'll have to fix it and then you'll learn won't you exactly
1: <laughs> that is it so many of us are scared to take that first step because we're scared of the uncertainty we're scared of failure we're scared of judgment you know it keeps us stuck but If we are moving in the right direction, we are doing what we are meant to be doing. The universe provides, like you said. So tell us more about your services, where we can find you online.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a free Facebook group called Digital Nomad Mums and my website as well if you want to find my free masterclass which is the 5k from anywhere masterclass um, which takes you through my process of creating 5k per month from anywhere in the world. That is um So yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, my name is Chanel Morales on Facebook, my page and my profile. You're welcome to friend request me um, as well. So yeah, it would be great to connect with any of your listeners or anyone who's felt inspired or interested in what I've had to say.
1: All of your information will be in the show notes. I am so grateful for this conversation. I, I was... Just before you logged in, I was telling my friend, I cannot wait for this episode. And you have <laughs> delivered like traveling the US. At one point in time, I wanted to, that was like my honeymoon plan, doing a coast to oh, coast road yeah. trip, right? I'm obsessed with food. So, like, I always plan my trips around like the best food and stuff. So, I am a person that watches drivers, dine-ins and dives and like <laughs> has a list. <laughs> <laughs> Have a list. So before I let you go, I just want to ask you randomly. What is a, a place that you will not want to visit again?
0: Oh, good question. Um... I'm, I'm gonna no I don't know if there's anywhere that I wouldn't want to visit again oh do you know what actually so I did love America but I actually like fresh healthy food <laughs> so actually it was probably the worst place in terms of food for me America because it's greasy it's so processed I I really didn't like it um the scariest place I went on my whole journey, and I went to Thailand, I've been to Mexico, I've been to all those kind of countries, the scariest place I went on my journey was without doubt, Hollywood Boulevard. It is terrifying. It is filthy, it's full of homeless people, drug dealers, like, bad ladies, uh, it's dingy, like, filthy, it was, yeah, worst place I went, so... People going to LA thinking they're getting the Hollywood thing on the Hollywood Boulevard where all the stars are on the ground. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so funny you say that. So I've spent a lot of time in the US. I used to live in Atlanta. So one of these I loved their food until I moved here and then I saw the difference. Like the food laws over this side are so different. So yeah. like even ketchup tastes different, which how can ketchup taste different, but it does. Yeah.
0: Because we don't but allow I, like, the glucose or whatever it is, like processed like <laughs> oils and stuff.
1: Yeah. But I went to Hollywood Boulevard when I was seven and I remember them being shocked. Like, this is yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Why does it
0: look like this? <laughs> no, it's a skid row. It's skid row literally skid row is just there and now i think in the last two years from what i've heard it's expanded and it's now like tent city like the whole of downtown l.a is just like tents and homeless people everywhere um so yeah i think that's probably the scariest place that i wouldn't particularly want to go back to in terms of, you know, the US in general or, or probably other parts of LA are probably really nice, but yeah, Hollywood Boulevard is somewhere that I'm rushing to go back to.
1: <laughs> I just have to laugh because I, I remember being on a tour bus and just being absolutely shocked. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. I wish you safe travels because I know that you're getting ready to spend a Yay! month somewhere else, exciting. <laughs> Thank you for the breakdown of the mindset shifts that we need to make. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And listeners, don't forget to walk as if every step you take is a boat to create an avalanche. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Choosing Her Hustle. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to press the subscribe button. If you want to join in the conversation, follow me on Instagram at Choosing Her Hustle Podcast. Where I'll be going live every Thursday to dig a little deeper into this week's episode. So make sure you bring your questions and comments and join our amazing community. If you want to support us, share, 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 and make sure to leave us a rating and review. See you next week.